of Jesus. I'm so glad you're here today. Rona be gone, the blood of Jesus is on you. Hallelujah. And so I'm so thankful that you're in the room today. Those of you that are watching online, we're so thankful you're here. I got a word for you today. I wasn't 100% sure we were going to get out of the first service. But here we are. You made it. We made it. Hallelujah. And I'll try not to blow it. All in favor say aye. aye. Opposed, just check social media. I'll be done in an hour. Just kidding. All right. We'll make sure you're listening. Grab your Bibles and turn with me to the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 14. We're starting a new series today. And uh, this series is so exciting to me. Actually, uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me about this series um, about this time last year. Uh, one of our elders, Elder Troy, actually, he was up here just a few minutes ago. He was actually taking up the offering, and there's something that he, he read a passage of Scripture. didn't really allude to it, but it leaped out on the page to me. <clears throat> and I heard the Holy Spirit say, I want you to begin to go into discovery mode about the places throughout the Bible where I filled the house. And so I've titled this series entitled Full House. Now, if you're on social media and you saw our little cheesy 80s spoof thing, I'm grateful for that. But this goes much deeper than sitcom marketing. But I believe with all of my heart that Holy Spirit is about to do something significant in the earth. And I want to be a part of what it is he's about to unleash. I want to be a part of it. I don't want to hear on social media the testimonies of what he did down the road. And have a longing in my heart because I did not experience it either. But I want him to do something here. And I want him to do something down the road. And I want him to do something in the other state. And I want him to do something on the other side of our nation. And I believe he's about to release an outpouring and a fresh oil into this nation. Listen, I'm here today to prophesy to you. I'm telling you, we are on the precipice of seeing something we have been praying for. And we didn't even know what to pray for. But we just know when we see it, oh, that was the thing that the Holy Spirit's been working and groaning on the inside of me for. I believe that we are about to walk into a fresh outpour. And somebody get in agreement with me this morning. Listen, if you don't get with me today, I'm going to preach for two hours. So come on and amen to me today. Hallelujah. Fresh outpouring. Grab your Bibles, Luke chapter 14. We're going to read all the passage, um, and then we're going to go back and dissect it. Here we go, Luke chapter 14, verse number 15. The Bible says, And now when one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to Jesus, He said to Jesus, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. And then Jesus said to him, A certain man, here's a parable that Jesus is telling to make a kingdom principle palatable for the person of the day. He said, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many. And he he sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come, for all things are now ready. Everybody say now. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. And the first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. Now, they made an excuse. They had excuses. And now the individual is saying, use my excuse to get me excused. And, and still another said to him, I have bought five oxen and I am going to test them. And I ask you to have me excused. Here's my excuse. I have some oxen. Now use my excuse to get me excused. And still another in verse 20 says, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. Notice he's not even asking to have an excuse. He's just saying, I'm married, y'all. And because I got a wife, I, I can't go. Any brother who has ever had to tell his boys he couldn't hang out because of the woman should understand that's... Okay. 
So the servant came and reported these things to his master. And then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you have commanded, and still there is room. We've got all the people we could possibly have, but there's still room. So then the master said to him, go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. Here it is, that my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of these men, those men who were invited, shall taste of my supper. Today, I want to subtitle this message as we introduce this series, Full House, and we begin week after week talking about the places and the conditions and the moments where God filled the house of his. his. I want to subtitle this, A House Full. Father, we pray right now for the kind of anointing that would come and destroy yokes and remove burdens. We ask you, Lord, to unlock the ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, not only to this church, but to your church. So, Holy Spirit, come, do what only you can do. Your word is a lamp unto our feet, and it is a light unto our path. Illuminate us, God, that we might walk in the fullness of the decree that you have uh, allowed to happen in this city at a moment for such a time as this. We pray for it in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Now, this ought to be an exciting message to you if you're tired of status quo. This ought to be an exciting series to you if you're tired of coming into church, checking the box, and going out as if nothing significant took place. If you're tired of entertaining people and want to entertain the presence of the Lord, this will be a series that will absolutely encourage, strengthen, and edify you to go further into what it is that he is about to do in his house. Now, I need you to understand something, that all throughout the scriptures, every place you find that God builds a house, his house, every house that he has, has been created with a specific purpose and a plan in mind. And that plan, even in 2020, in spite of corona, has not changed. Watch this. He did not create his house to be barren. He did not create his house to be deserted. He did not create his house to be devoid. He did not create his house to be hollow. He did not create his house to be vacant. He did not create his house to be uninhabited. He did not create his house to be unoccupied. And he did not create his house to be empty. No. Every house that bears his name, bears his name for one reason. Because he has a purpose to fill that house. The reason he built the house is so that the house that he built that has his name would come into great flow and overflow in that place. Full of what? Full of power. Full of purpose. Full of people, but most of all, full of his presence. And however, listen to me, he cannot feel what is not his. He cannot feel what is not his. How can you tell him to fill your house if he's not allowed to have access to the house? How can he fill this house if we have a time schedule that we've got to hold on to and we've got to program in moments for Holy Spirit to show up and work? That if he's going to do something, he's got to do it in the seven minutes we have allotted him. I need you to hear me today. We have decided at 12615 Steel Creek Road that we're not going to make room for Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit gets to have the room, whatever he wants to do. If he wants to do it in worship, if he wants to do it in welcome, if he wants to do it in announcements, if he wants to do it in intercessory prayer time if he wants to do it at the end of the service we say holy spirit you have the room we're not making room you have the whole room is yours 
because he cannot feel what is not his. And today his desire, I believe, is that he wants this house to be full. And not just full, but a house full, full. And anybody who's got more than two kids, you ought to understand what I'm saying. That when mama and all them show up, when Ray Ray and crazy Uncle Ed and everybody shows up, and you know there's all kinds of crazy nonsense that happens, but there's something fun and exciting when everybody gets in the room together. It's either going to end in a celebration or somebody's going to end in a fist fight. But one of the way or the other, it's going to be entertaining. But listen, the objective of having a house full is not for the people to be entertained. It's for you and I to decide we're going to entertain the presence of the Lord. So we've come in. We've entered his gates with thanksgiving. We've come into his courts with praise. We're thankful unto him and we bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy, it is everlasting. And his truth endures to the grandparents, to the parents, to the kids, to the kids' kids. Somebody who's grateful for the presence of God. God ought to give him praise in the place this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, we were sitting down having dinner, and you know that we're on the brink of empty nest. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Two are gone. We got one more left. Hallelujah. And like the three Hebrew children, they're coming out in Jesus' name. They're coming out. We've already decided that we're going back to the Garden of Eden experience where they were naked and felt no shame. Hallelujah. I can't wait for them to leave. Come on, I told my son, don't come back to the house. He said, why? I said, because your room is going to become my naked room. And the only thing going to be in there is an aquarium. Hallelujah. Sorry, second service, y'all keep coming. Em, em and McKinnon and I, we were sitting there, we were having dinner uh, earlier this week. And uh, we were sitting there, we were eating Chinese or whatever. Not that that matters, but we were sitting there eating some Chinese and um, we were just talking about church. And, and McKinnon made a statement, she's 15, and McKinnon made a statement, she said, Dad, Judah's just different. Our, our church is so different. Now, you say amen, but I'm not sure she meant amen. At 15. Come on, when it's a two-hour service, she didn't eat breakfast, and we're out at 1.15. Hallelujah. Okay. She's like sucking on lifesavers, just trying to get her stomach full. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay. And so she said, Dad, just, Judah's just different. It's just different. And, and I've learned after going through two teenagers, and now, now in my final one, and um, I've learned to lean in when they say stuff, because once they get talking, if you'll let them talk, they'll tell you what they really think. And if you won't correct them first, you can lead them into a greater understanding. And so um, we, we were sitting there talking. She's like, Judah's just different, Dad. I'm like, well, baby, when you say different, what do you mean? She goes, Judah's just really intense. <laughs> just intense. It's like, Ugh. I mean, you get up there and you're like, and Vincent's up there and he's like, I mean, even the piano player is like, you take up the offering and it's, it's just intense. And, and here's what she says. She said, she said, it's almost like Shabbat, which is our youth conference that we hold every year. She said, it, it's, it's almost like Shabbat every Sunday, intense. Now, 
Now, so as many of you have no idea what that means, let me help you. Um, see, at the conference, demons get cast out. At the conference, people get delivered. At the conference, people get saved. At the conference, people, they walk away from stuff. At the conference, they take tobacco and drugs and knives where girls and guys are cutting themselves and they throw them on the stage and walk in deliverance. At the conference, they get filled with the Holy Ghost. At the conference, they have to pick kids up and carry them out and put them in their bus and they lay in their beds all night long praying in the Holy Ghost in the hotel room where youth groups almost get kicked out of their hotels and so they have to start renting cabins because they're full of the Holy Ghost and they're doing it all night long. And my daughter is saying that Judah is that kind of intense. Well, let me explain something. I'll tell you what I told my daughter. I said, you have to understand that I'm not here to entertain, and God's anointing on call on our life is not to be like every other church. She said, well, I go to other churches, and I just get so encouraged. I said, so you feel like it's like condemnation? He goes, she goes, no. I just feel like if I'm not engaged, I'm not holy. I get that as a 15-year-old. She said, and so I just feel like I struggle to get in and to engage. And, and, and because I don't engage, I feel like I'm not a part. And, and, and so, Dad, I just, you know, help me understand. And I'll say to you what I said to her. You must understand something. The reason why we're intense around here is I'm not pushing for an encounter. I don't want you to come and have a worship experience. I want you to have a worship encounter with the king of every king and the Lord of every Lord. Because I've understand something, understood something in, 44, in a few days, 45 years of living. That one moment in my presence doesn't change you. It may change your opinion of me. But one moment in the presence of the Lord, you may limp like Jacob or you may glow like Moses. But when you truly encounter the presence of a living God, you will not be the same once that encounter has taken place. And so, yes, we're intense. And we're intense because I know that only Jesus can save. Only Jesus can heal. Only Jesus can deliver. Only Jesus can set free. Only Jesus can put things back together only Jesus and it's only in his presence where the fullness of joy comes in and I want you to walk in the, so yeah we're intense ah, we're intense about you having an encounter with him and I'll not apologize for pushing this room to being full of his presence because I cannot persuade persuade you to salvation. All I must do is create a moment where you come to a saving. You cannot come to the Father saying the Spirit draw you. Why would I allow the Spirit to sit outside of the room? No, Holy Spirit, you have the room. Whatever you want to do, have your way. Is there anybody in agreement with me this morning? So, so here we are in Luke chapter 14, verse 15. And this man is talking to Jesus. They're sitting at a table together. And they're talking to Jesus. And the man has enough wherewithal to look at Jesus and say, look, blessed is the man. Blessed is the person who eats the bread of the kingdom of God. Did you know it is getting harder and harder to find the bread of the kingdom in our society? It is getting harder and harder. Listen, every once in a while I'll turn on social media. Every once in a while I'll turn on the TV. Every once in a while I'll go to YouTube. Every once in a while I'll look at the Christian uh, broadcast networks and things like that. And it is amazing to me how many people say they are in the pulpit of God but have no idea how to distribute the bread of the Lord. It is 
is amazing to me how many opinions we have about God. And we tell you this is God's opinion when the truth is it's really our own. Blessed is the person in our day who has the opportunity to go to a word church to hear the word of the Lord because they're getting fewer and far between. And not just word, but the kingdom. Because somewhere along the way, we said the kingdom is really our kingdom. And we see preachers become the king of their kingdom. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. Where, where the preacher and the personality and the charisma, that is the thing that draws. But the Holy Spirit is sitting off to the side. And the word of God is not being dispelled. Because we're more interested in selling our books than displaying his. And it is a blessing to find a place where bread is being distributed. One of the things I'm so thankful about, about the season that God has me in, the place God has me in, is I have nothing of value to offer you save Jesus. I have nothing to say. But if I just, and it's so amazing to me when I hear people talk, I just, I just can't believe. I can't believe the, rev, the revelation. I can't believe the word. And I'm like, if you'll just take the time to mind the treasure, it's there. I remember the days when the preacher would get up and preach and he couldn't finish a Bible verse because the congregation in unison could quote word for word. Okay. Not only is blessed is the man, this guy says to Jesus, but notice this, Jesus is sitting at the table. Listen to me. It is increasingly harder to find Jesus in the room. I wonder how many times we walked away from a good service and Holy Spirit is sitting there going, I'm glad it was good. I had nothing to do with it. We danced our traditional dance. We shouted our traditional shout. We were persuaded in our, we know how to do church, but we don't know how to be in presence. And meanwhile, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, which is the first series I ever preached at Judah back in 2012, that Jesus is inviting you and I, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, to be partakers of the divine nature. That the reason why he's assembled us, he's brought us together, is so that you and I can partake in his divinity. Hear me now. It doesn't mean you get to be a savior. It doesn't mean I get to be a savior. But the power of the divine nature on the inside of the hymn, you and I get to take in share and be partakers of that divine thing could it be that the reason why we don't see miracles could it be that the reason why we don't see deliverance is because we're asking Jesus to do it but he wants us to be partakers of it and he can't find a conduit that's willing to be crucified enough to be used so then Jesus does what Jesus does master communicator he says, I'm going to give you a deep kingdom principle, but I'm going to put it in a story form. It's called parables in the Bible so that it is palatable even for the most simple-minded individual. I want you to get, gather this deep kingdom principle, but let me put it in a way that is palatable for you and for me. He says, there's this man, look at this, who, 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 who has a great supper, and he invited many. If you think the kingdom is exclusive, you've missed the point of kingdom. It is not exclusive to a white church. 
It is not exclusive to a black church. It is not exclusive to a Latino church. It is not exclusive to a Pentecostal church. It is not exclusive to a Baptist church. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? It is not exclusive to a Southern church. It is not exclusive, y'all don't hear, to a holiness church. The kingdom is big, and he's inviting many to come in to partake of the supper that he's prepared. Look at this. This man has spent time making preparation for what he's about to deposit. And while he's preparing, he's also inviting. <sighs> while he's preparing, he's also inviting. And there's an invitation that has gone out to, to many for them to come in to partake of what it is that he's been preparing. You must understand the culture of this day. These banquets were unheard of. The, these banquets were unbelievable. The entire towns was shut down because of how incredible. Because these banquets were filled with all types of exotic foods and, and that no one could commonly eat. You couldn't go down the road to get this kind of food. But they would have it all brought in from the north, south, the east, and the west. And they would gather them all there together. And you would eat things that you couldn't even believe that you were eating. So they would shut down the entire town so that people... People could come in and partake of what the master was creating for them. While he was preparing this unbelievable feast, he was also inviting people to make room in their schedules for him. Hear me. Holy Spirit is inviting us to something he has prepared for 2020. There is something that he is about to do. There is a fresh wind and a fresh outpouring that he is about to release. And while he's been preparing, he's been sending out invitations. Invitations to this church. Invitations to that house. Invitations to my house. Invitations to your house. And the decision is, are you and I going to come in and worship? Are we going to be partakers of what it is he's trying to do? Or are we going to just say, I'd rather see it on Facebook. I would rather watch you have a miracle than walk in one myself. Because you must understand, his house is, number one, a place for feasting. Nah. The reason why his word is so important, his word is so is exciting, is because it is the bread that came down from heaven. The Bible says that this is the literal bread that came down to heaven. It was so important that in the beginning it was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and he was with God, and he was God. And then this word became flesh, and it dwelled among us, and we beheld the glory of the only begotten of the Father. Watch this. That is full of grace and full of truth. And the reason why nobody can find truth in the world today is because we've stopped eating the bread that came down in the feast. It's a place to feast. Number two, it's a place to celebrate. How in the world can you go to a church that is not fun? How... How, oh God, how in the world can we walk around and we have the antidote to all of these things? And we walk around like we've been baptized in lemon juice. Praise God, I'm in the house of the Lord. I will bless the Lord. I will praise his name. Please don't put me on the praise team. And we look miserable. Listen, if we're miserable, it's because we have a joy that did not come from him. But this joy that I have, yeah, the world didn't give it. And the world 
can't take it away. Listen, can't nobody party like people that are in the beloved. Everybody else is scared. Everybody else is worried. Everybody else is afraid. But I'm here today to tell you to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. So either way, I win. Either way, to be here, I win. To be in heaven, I still win. Either way, it's a party. This is why I love worship. Because, watch this. Because praise is the place you have to deal with your pride. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Most of us will never praise because we're too proud. We'll never enter in and truly praise because we think it's about us. When really it's about the great things he has done, will do, and is doing now. Not only is it a place to feast, a place to party, but number three, it is a, his house is a place for fellowship. It's a place for fellowship. I understand people that, especially you got church hurt and do all this kind of thing, we kind of run in late and we kind of run out early. I get it. I'm cool. I get it. I get it. But do you know the greatest thing that can happen to you in this season? Is you be touched. So you need to be touched. Not only by him, but also by your brothers and sisters. I, I, I was texting back and forth with this young lady in our church that God's about to heal of immune, disease, immune deficiency disorder. She was in the first service. Um, and she sent me a text this week. She's been out for years, years, before corona, years. Been battling this thing. And I hugged her and asked her, could I, you know, use this in, you know, second service? She said, yes. So, so I, 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 said, I said to her, I said, I said, you know, how you doing? I always check on her. And she said, listen, can I come to church? Can you come to church? Sarcastic me, I don't know, can you come to church? Well, you know I have an immune disorder, so I'm going to have to wear a mask. I don't care if you wear a mask. I just want you here. She said, I've been out for so long, and I miss fellowship. I need somebody to put their arms around me and touch me and pray for me because there's just something about being in the house of the Lord. And, hmm, we sing songs about him touching us, but there's something significant about you and me touching each other. And if you heard the perversion in that, get your carnality in check. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If that was a, oh God, thank you, Holy Ghost. If that was a perverted, funny joke for you, you have been formed and shaped by the image of this world. Get in the spirit with me this morning. I'm not talking perversion. Come out of the gutter and get at the cross. Wow, thank you, Holy Ghost. Because it is a place where we fellowship. Listen, listen to what he says. I love verse 17. He says, I want you to go tell them now. Come, come in now. Come in now. Come in right now because what I've been preparing is ready. I've been preparing it. And I've been inviting you. But this is a moment where you must come in. If you're going to partake, you have to come in. If you are going to partake, you must Two weeks ago, remember, when it says come in, it means to come in and worship. That in order for me to partake of what the master has prepared for me, I must come in and worship. You got dressed. You took a bath. Some of you used soap. You starving. 
line. You ate something maybe on the way. You did all of this stuff to get to the house of the Lord. You know you got in a fight on the way here, threatening divorce. And now here you are in the sanctuary and never go into his presence. What a waste. What a waste to attend church and never come in and encounter with him. If you're going to spend all this time, you might as well go all the way in. I, I didn't drive all this way to stick my toe, to kind of wade in, in the water and kick it around a little bit. No, no, no. I want to be fully immersed in what it is that Holy Spirit is wanting to do in this season. And the Lord says right now is the time to come in and worship. This is not time to be cute. This is not time to be curriculum. This is not time to be silly. This is not time to be any of that churchy stuff. No, this is the time to enter his gates with thanksgiving, to come before his presence with singing, to worship him while he may be found. It's so vital that Jesus said the Father is looking, not for attenders, but for worshipers that would worship in spirit and in truth. And this moment of access is here. Hear, hold, hear me. This is a moment where access for outpouring is being released in our nation. This is a moment where he's inviting you and me at 12615 Steel Creek Road and whatever your 1111 your road is. I'm here today to tell you, he's inviting us to feast at the master's table. He's inviting us to celebrate and to party while everybody else is having funerals. We're having resurrections. <laughs> to fellowship and to be a partaker of the divine nature. I want you to see this. Everything's ready. This is the moment. It's all prepared. The table's laid out. But you have to come in. You got to come in to what he's doing. He is not about curbside in this season. While we have conveniently been marketed to curbside service, this cannot be a curbside encounter. For me to truly encounter his glory, I can't just be in the room. I have to be in his presence. But look at 18. But they were all with one accord with excuses. See the text? They all, with one accord, began to make excuses. Now, put a bookmark right there. We'll come back to it. They were all in one accord in their excuses. Hang on. The first excuse we see, I'm running now. The first excuse is this guy who comes in and goes, listen, hey, check this out. I know I haven't been invited to be a partaker and to come in to eat, to feast, to celebrate, and to absolutely come into fellowship in the presence of the Lord as a divine partaker of what the master is unleashing. But listen, I can't come in because what I possess is too important to me. Do you see it? I've got the lands. Don't you know how much stuff I have? I, don't, I can't come into worship. I got too much stuff. Some of us have too much good stuff. Too much, some of us have too much sin stuff. But whatever it is, it's still an excuse for why we won't go into presence. 
I've possessed too much. Don't you know how busy I am? Don't you know how much I have? I got my house. I got this beach house. I got this mountain house. I got my season tickets. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I got all this stuff that I'm paying for. Don't you know? Don't you know I got too much stuff? Don't you know how much stuff I got to deal with? I'm too important. I got too much stuff. It's of too much value to me to show up and then go in too. The second person said, hey, Look at all the eyes in it. I have five oxen. I don't have one oxen. I don't have two oxen. I don't have three oxen. I don't have four oxen. I got five. Five. I got five oxen. And not only do I have five oxen, but I got to test every one of them. So I am not going to be able to go I'm not going to be able to come in to what the master has prepared because of how important I am to my situation. Do you see it? I'm so important to my situation. Don't you know who I am? I can't come in. I, I can't come in. I can't risk it coming in. And if I do come in, it's really about business contacts. Don't you know how important I am? Don't you know how holy I am? Don't you know how gifted I am? Don't you know how anointed I am? I'll stand here and sing, but don't ask me to come in. I'm not going into worship because I'm too proud to be in presence because of who I am. Let me help everybody in the room this morning. You ready? Listen to me. If you're so important that you can't give God two hours a week, you are way too important to your success. And the truth of the matter is your success has become idolatry because you are now worshiping at the throne of your own mirror. Then understanding that if it had not have been for the Lord that was on your side, your enemies would have swallowed you up. Don't, maybe he ought to take us back to we, we didn't have nothing. Maybe he ought to take us back when we couldn't afford nothing. Maybe he ought to take us back when nobody wanted to be around us. Maybe he ought to take us back to those days when if it was not for him, we would not have made it. We never would have made it without him. Listen to me. It's not enough to be in the room. We have to be in the presence of the living God and then there's number three Luke 14 verse 20 hey man I can't come in I'm married now every brother that's ever been shut down by his wife from going to be with his boys you ought to understand that text nah I can't go out we can't do that, can't do that. why not my wife ain't she ain't gonna let me she ain't, she ain't going to let me. She's she not going to let me. She told me I couldn't go. Well, I thought you were the man of the house. I am the man of the house. Bless God. I am the man of the house. Why are you whispering? I don't know. I just don't want to hear that I'm the man of the house. I wear the pants in my family. She picks them out every morning, and I decide I'm going to wear them. Hallelujah. I'm going. Honey, is it okay if I go? I'm I can't. Watch this. Don't, don't dismiss this if you're not married. What he was saying, the excuse he was making for why he couldn't come into presence and partake of what the master was creating for him was because he was in covenant 
with someone that was more important to him than the presence of God. You may not be married. There are seven covenants in the Bible, and one of them is blood by sexuality. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So here you are. You may not be married, but isn't it interesting you're in covenant? And when you try to come into the presence of the Lord, this overwhelming sense of shame and guilt hits you. And you can't enter into the presence of God because you're overwhelmed by that blood covenant that's keeping you not from church, but from presence. I can't come in. I'm in covenant with someone more important than you. I, I can't come into your presence, God, because my covenant that I'm in is more important than your presence in my life. Can, can I just, can I go deeper? Yeah. So we, we were in intercessory prayer last night. Powerful time. Unbelievable. Just, I shouldn't say unbelievable. It was believable because we, you know, spirit of expectancy is the breeding ground for miracles. So we do believe it. We know in whom we have believed. Let me just... Not use coy words. We were in intercessory prayer last night, and I'm sitting on the back row where all the sinners sit. Amen. We found our chief. And uh, I was sitting on the back row and in intercessory last night. And we, we were interceding over a plethora of issues, obviously, with what's coming in the next couple of days. And we're being led by our men. And I'll just remind you, this is a man's church. It wouldn't be nothing without a woman or a girl. But men do not sit, we lead. And, and one of the men were praying, and, and one of the prayer points was um, what marriage looks like here versus the assignment and the agenda of the enemy to damage the first thing God created between man and woman. And in, in that moment, I, I, was standing, I was standing in the back over there and began to pray. We were praying about this, and, and, and the prayer turned into the spirit of homosexuality begin to confront that and to break that bondage and you know those who are praying against it some of you are uncomfortable listen sin is sin sin is sin and there's not some greater sin more grotesque sin some evil sin sin is sin if it separates us from presence it's sin okay just hear me full of grace and truth when he reveals truth he overwhelms sin with grace if it's him and, and as a church body, we were praying. We were praying over that. And, and I heard the Holy Spirit, heard the Holy Spirit, said, Son, intercede. Intercede for the children. That there are legacy gifts. Okay? The Bible says that the blessing of the Lord goes to the third and the fourth generation. Okay? Y'all with me? The third and the fourth generation. And the Holy Spirit said, now I want you to intercede for the children that are wrapped up in this bondage that cannot produce the third and the fourth generation of promise. Hear me. The reason why it separates is because there's no way for you to reproduce 
in the third and the fourth generation in that kind of bound relationship. That's why it's bondage. Do you hear what I'm saying today? I'm not talking about grotesque sin and perversion. I get all that. But, but at the end of the day, be fruitful, multiply, subdue, and have dominion are the mandates of the garden. And in that level of bondage, you cannot release the blessing of the Lord to the third and the fourth generation because that generation has been stopped by that bound covenant relationship. So Holy Spirit began to tell me to intercede for the children of promise that cannot be pushed into the earth because of the bondage that they're, I don't hear what I'm saying, because of the bondage that they're living in. So I felt this overwhelming sense of grief roll up on me and said, God, let's break every agreement. We break every agreement. We break every covenant agreement for these people that have the blessing of their family to the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth generation that's being held up by the bondage. Your anointing can destroy that yoke and it can remove that burden and it can shift things and change things and make things new. What are you saying to me, preacher? I'm saying today I declare that you're breaking agreement with every covenant relationship that is keeping you from the power and the purpose of God over your life. We break agreement. We break covenant with everything that has hindered you, that has stifled you, that has abused you, that has abandoned you, that has neglected you. We break covenant on that victim mentality. We break your agreement right now for everything that has locked the blessing of God over your life in the name of Jesus. Somebody give him praise in the place today. Nah, nah, nah. Somebody give him praise. We break covenant. We break the covenant. We break it. We break it in the name of Jesus. Slip of your hands right here. I feel the Holy Ghost. Slip of your hands. We break covenant with that abuser in the name of Jesus. Huh? Oh, Holy Ghost, I feel the glory. We break covenant right now that you abused and abandoned and molested as a child. We break covenant right now. We break the agreement of that moment over your life. Oh, God. Oh, God. Somebody lift up a praise in this place. Somebody lift up a worship in this place. We break agreement with it. Somebody needs to go to war for your children's children. Somebody needs to go to war for your children's children's children. So God have mercy. Somebody needs to go to war for their grandkids right now. Never mind your children. Go to war for your grandkids. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. 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 Come on, hearts. Freedom. 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 Your grandkids will never know the bondage you've been through. Your great grandkids will never know the bondage you've been through.
I feel the Holy Ghost, man. I'm trying to move. I can't. Somebody needs to shout for the freedom of the wall coming down over your household, over your children, over their children. Somebody shout for joy in the place today. break agreement we break agreement you are not a victim you are victorious the Lord allowed you to walk through that season of abuse because it is a weapon in your hand Stand with me. I'm done. Stand with me. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Somebody just thank Holy Spirit for being in this room. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, I want you to see it. I want you to see it, and then we're going to worship. <clears throat> In verse number 18, the Bible says that they were all in one accord with excuses. Uh, is that it? No, 18, yeah, yeah. They were all in one of, oh, you don't hear what I say. They were all in one accord. But in their excuse for why they could not come in. All my word people ought to have an antenna going off right here. Wait a minute. They were all in one accord with an excuse for why they could not enter in. Hold on. Well, that reminds me of a passage. All with one accord? Huh. I believe you find that in the book of Acts, chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they had all gathered together in one place. Oh, there it is. And all with one accord. <laughs> one group was in one accord for what they did not want. But the other was in a house in one accord for what they did want. And the Bible says, can I preach it like I feel it? And the Bible says, Suddenly, there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind, and it, it, the wind filled the house. The wind made the house full. Ah, you thought this was about church attendance. This is not about church attendance. This is about being in the place where God wants to feel. This is not about spectating.
This is about being an active participant involved in coming into a house that God wants to fill. And suddenly there came a sound of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house. And then clothing tongues of fire set upon each of them and they were. He filled the house and then he filled the people. Most of us think if he'll fill the people, he'll fill the house. No, 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 no. When he wants to do something, he'll fill the house and then the people get full next. Bring me my hand. Bring 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 it, bring it. Hurry, 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 hurry. We were in the first service and the Holy Spirit showed me this. He showed me this. So, so we, were, we were trying to figure it out. And I believe it was powerful. This picture represents the house. Is the house full? Is the house full? Ooh, full and a little overflow. But he didn't want to just fill a house. So he'll have another vessel. Is the vessel full? But if I put the vessel in the house that is full, The more the vessel that comes in, the more the overflow that spills out. And so now the vessel is in the house. But is the vessel full? Because it's not enough just to be here. Because you can be here and come in empty and still leave empty. Just because you showed up doesn't automatically mean you're going to get filled. But in order for the vessel to get filled, it must be immersed. Now, is the vessel full? Huh. It's in the house, and the vessel is full. So then there comes another vessel. The vessel says, I want to get in the house too. And that vessel's in the house. But just because it's in the house doesn't mean it's full. Because that vessel, in order to get full, must be immersed in what's filling the house. But did you see the overflow that took place when the second vessel said, I got to get immersed in what's going on in the house? So then we take another vessel that comes in empty and we immerse it into the situation. Oh, there's overflow again. Hold on. It's like the more people creates the more overflow. And when the person, the vessel, gets immersed in what God is doing, now is that vessel full? But is the house full? So that's when two or three would gather together in his name, touching and agreeing what he's doing, and say, 
Holy Spirit, pour it out. Fill us again. Fill your house again. Fill your house again. Fill your house again. Overflow again. Let wind fire fall again. Holy Spirit, do it again. I don't care if you're empty. I don't care if you're a quarter full. I don't care if you're 90% full. I dare you to open up your hands and say, Lord, fill the house. Fill it again, oh God. Fill it again, oh God. We ask you for fresh wind to blow in this room, oh God. with thanksgiving when we come into his course with praise for he inhabits the praises of his people I want you to do yourself a favor I want you to open your hands like it's a cup and let the size of your openness determine the amount you want him to feel and for the next five minutes I want you listen to me I want you to worship like he's about to fill this place I want you to worship I want every prayer warrior, I want every intercessor, I want every elder to begin to place this place and create a place of habitation. Fresh wind, help me SMC, help me.
worship, just worship right here. Just worship, just worship. Just worship, just worship. your hands on Gabriel's belly. There's a reason why you're called Gabriel. Because there's a word in you. There's a message from heaven. And it may not look like mom's anointing. It may not look like dad's anointing. But there's anointing. Generations of anointing. Grandparents. There are promises that the Lord has promised your grandparents that you will see fulfilled in your life dreams they have will come true in your life. And I just want to coach you to put his hand, stand right there with him, Peter. Put your hand on his belly. Father, in the name of Jesus over your son, that you would awaken a word in him that the enemy cannot snuff out, the enemy cannot distract away, the the enemy cannot make focus go away. We thank you right now for the word. Let it be fire shut up in his bones. Fire shut up in his bones. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just worship right here. Just worship. Holy Spirit's moving in this moment. 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 Becca, Becca, go over beside Mackenzie's mom. Go over there beside Mackenzie. Grab hands with your mother. Grab hands with Mackenzie's mom. I just saw a prophetic picture of your daughters standing in agreement with you in worship for generations and generations and generations. So I just want you to praise him like a mama by faith for what's going to happen. It's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. I hear the Lord say, it it may get a little uncomfortable, a little bit awkward, a little bit weird, a little bit hard before it gets better, but there's an intercessor in you. She came home and she confirmed that there's an intercessor in you. It's time to get your roar back, I heard Holy Spirit say, like a mother brooding over her hens. That's what this season is, and I just want you to feel another daughter 
hand in your hand because that's what he's about to join again in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into agreement. We just come into agreement right now. The damage that has been done will be undone in Jesus' name. The distraction that has come will be thwarted in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, come on. We're just worshiping. We're just worshiping. We're just worshiping. We're just worshiping. Just worship. Hallelujah. If you're sick in your body right now, lift your hand. Lift your hand all over this room. I don't know who it is, but I feel the healing. I feel a healing of a wave coming into this place. I just sense it. I, I feel the healer, Jehovah Rophe has come into this moment. The, the God that healeth all our diseases. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's back issues. I don't know if it's neck issues. I don't know if it's leg issues. I don't know what if it's migraine. I heard migraine headaches is what I just heard. Holy Spirit, right now in the name of Jesus, we pray for divine healing that only you can get the credit for. That only you can get the credit. I pray for a healing. Uh-huh. I, diabetes. I, I pray that you would regulate sugar in this moment right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. two minutes I want us just to worship him for 120 seconds I want you to tell him everything he means to you come on all over this room I feel like the glory of the Lord has come into this place I sense the glory of the Lord in this room Somebody worship right here. Somebody worship right here. Come on, we're not going to let the angels do. Man, I feel the glory of the Lord. Come in, come in, come in, come in. You've been cold, come in. You've been empty, come in. You've been bound, come in. If, sh if shame is messing with your mind, repent and come in. Oh. Oh, we worship you, we worship you. We bless your name. I exalt thee. I exalt thee. Come on, say. I exalt thee. Come on, we're in the presence of the Lord right here. Oh, Lord, 
in the presence. Say, what he's about to do. Troubles. Troubles he's wiping some stuff away. And hearts are Somebody just breathe in his presence. The reason wind is here because he's breathing in this room. I just heard the Lord say, I am breaking an addiction. I don't know who that's for. But there is something you had that you thought had you. And now the Lord says, you're walking, you're walking out of here. It's going to be weird. Fetter free. Yes, yes, yes. Fetter free. That's what I heard the Lord say. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen, those of you that know, come, come here, SMC, if you're not in the floor. Those of you, those of you that know, we've, we've been partnering with the Human Coalition. And uh, this time last year, they, Jill came in and 
I sat down with her, and one of the things they do for, for mothers who have the courage to choose life, they, they set up right outside of the, the number one abortion clinic in our state, which is in our city, and they set up a sonogram, and they allow the, the mother the opportunity to hear the heartbeat because they know if they hear the heartbeat, maybe, maybe there's a chance that a mom will have the courage to choose life. I, I, I can only imagine the hopelessness that a mother feels. And I want you to hear me today. There's no condemnation. This is not a condemning moment. We're, we're not here. One of the values of this church is that we will be known for what we're for, not what we're against. Do you hear what I'm saying? So, so I, this is not anti-someone who felt like the only option this mom had was to abort their child. This is in reputation of the ones who had the courage to choose life when they didn't think they had a choice. We stand with who we're for, not with who we're against. Do you hear what I'm saying? So for an entire month, we called it Socktober. You don't have to put it on the screen. We, we, we called it Socktober. The Human Coalition, they put together, they throw baby showers for moms who have the courage to choose life. And Jill said to us at the banquet last year, she said, I, I said, what, what can I do? Give, give me something. She said, what we really need is socks. Baby socks. Infant socks. Because we put together a care package for these moms so that they have tangible items because we want them to walk with. Um, I got an email just this week that, that what they're asking us to do is adopt um, a family or two for Christmas. For these moms who have the courage, all in favor say aye. Okay. So, so if my kids have to hear no, it's because we have a greater yes in this season for a mom who had the courage to choose life when she didn't feel like she had a choice. So for an entire month, this is a 55-gallon, Jason, 55-gallon drum. And I don't know if you can see, but it is full. It is full. And I'm not, I'm not speaking evangelistically. This thing is full. But what means, means the most to me is beautiful are the feet of those who carry the gospel. These are sons and daughters. And a mother in a very tough season is walking with courage in her act of faith that God's going to help her and people are going to come support her. But when, when I started seeing this drum fill up, I'm like, God, help me to put a holy hand on every foot. In our intercessory prayer time last night, we, we prayed. We had all the mothers, Troy, one of our elders, had the, the mothers gather around the barrel and begin to speak over it, pray over these but I just feel prompted of the Lord that every one of these socks need to be touched. Call it weird, but 
the Bible says that Paul had so much power on him that they would tie handkerchiefs while he was functioning in the anointing. And then they would take those claws and then they would disperse them to people who were sick and they would be healed. It was, it, there was no power in the cloth. It was the coming into agreement that produced the faith that brought in the healing. Do you hear what I'm saying? And I just believe we're in such a holy moment. I didn't do this in the first service, but I believe we're in such a holy moment. And we got, you know, we're typically out of here by two. Y'all get out of here a whole lot earlier. But, but, you know, we're typically out of here by one. We have, we have ten minutes. Those of you that can stay, we're getting ready to end the live stream and all that. But those of you that can stay, I, I, don't, I don't know how many of these I've got to hold for every foot to be held. But however many it is, if it, those of you could stick around with us today, I want to just I'm wrap these in my arms. Because they're not socks, they're souls. Of children who almost didn't make it. But thanks be unto God who brought us the victory, I believe is what Sherry quoted this morning. That they're here and they're alive today. And God's favor is over their life and they're going to walk in that purpose. So for my live stream audience, the Lord bless you. Increase you a thousand times more than what you are. Fulfill every promise that he's given you. In the name of the Father, the freedom of the Son, the power of the Spirit of the Lord. Deuteronomy 111. I bless you today with Deuteronomy 111. Increase and fulfill what he's promised you. In Jesus' name, amen.